Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's TR90 Weight Management Call. My name is Frank Lomas, and I'm your host today, and I'm joining you from my home here in Lompoc, California, 54 miles north of Santa Barbara on California's beautiful central coast. My business background before New Skin was a workaholic mortgage broker and a small business owner, and I now enjoy what I call my carpet commute, walking from one bedroom to the other to grow my business. I competed in one in both bodybuilding and weightlifting in my youth, and I still stay active daily with some calisthenics, some walking, some hiking occasionally, some bike riding, and some high-intensity weight training. These calls occur at 6.40 to 6.55 a.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. If you're listening now on one of our recordings and you'd like to listen to join us live, call in to 712-775-8972, wait for the prompt, and enter the PIN code 910022. Our pal makes these calls to support your efforts with the AgeLock TR90 program, based on three program components clinically shown to help you look leaner and healthier in 90 days. Those primary components are products, eating, and exercise. We're going to talk a little bit about eating today. Check with your personal NewSkin representative or NewSkin product support for more details in the program. And, of course, check in here each weekday for tips to help you stay connected. You can find an archive of these calls on SoundCloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com, or your favorite podcast app by searching for TR90 or my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or Solutions for Anti Aging. And I'm going to start posting this each week on live on my uh, Facebook page. So if you're connected to me, you'll see it come on there. You can find the, find the link fairly easily. Today's topic. Oh, hang on one second. My wife's heading, off, heading out the door. Today's topic is 28 weight loss myths that pack on the pounds. This story came out about three weeks ago and was written by uh, Histina his, his Barnes. I can't I have to tell them, B-Y-R-N-E-S, and it came to me via 24-7 Tempo online. And so let's get rolling here. In fact, let me expand my screen, make it a little easier to read this. Maybe. There we go. <laughs> In a world where, weight, where losing weight feels like an epic quest, beware of the sneaky trolls spreading weight loss myths that lead to unexpected bulges. From infamous miracle pills to dreaded crash diets to giggle fest feels endless. 24-7 Temple consulted several nutritionists and fitness trainers to identify at least 28 myths about weight loss that can actually result in weight gain. There's no denying that losing weight, which requires burning more calories than consuming, regardless of age, gender, or starting weight, is hard. It's hard work. Whether you're trying to get rid of 5 or 25 pounds, the key to long-term success is how you approach that goal and whether you manage to avoid some common mistakes. Being overweight or obese can contribute to numerous health problems such as diabetes and heart disease. And while maintaining a healthy weight is beneficial, there's no single solution that works for everybody. The short answer to how people should shed those extra pounds is that they should do it safe and smart, safe, smart, and sustainable, do it in a safe, smart, and sustainable way. In general, though, eating a balanced diet is key. While the internet is full of advice, not all of it is by not uh, while the internet is full of advice, not all of it is by unqualified persons. And it's best to consult a professional dietitian or doctor if needed. Number one myth: exercise is enough. You just work it off. It's hard for some people to accept that they have to work out to lose weight. But it's, but it's equally hard to convince those who think exercise is all it takes to lose weight that exercise and that exercise is a relatively small part in weight loss. 
In reality, it's more like 80% nutrition and 20% exercise. Susan Fink, a personal trainer in Los Angeles, said, people underestimate how much they eat and overestimate how much they exercise. They think they burn a lot more calories than they actually do. This makes them think it's okay to eat more, and the result is no weight loss at all or even weight gain. I've heard that comment a lot from people in the past. Number two, eating late at night is bad. Many people have heard that eating after 7 p.m. is going to lead to weight gain. But eating at night is like eating at any other time of the day. <laughs> you should absolutely have dinner if you haven't eaten, <laughs> says Sure Hirschberg, a registered dietitian nutritionist, nutritionist in Rhode Island. Every person needs a certain amount of calories a day. If you don't exceed them, then eating at night will not lead to extra interest around the waist. Hey, number three, working hard is all it takes. People often think that all they need to do is work hard and that will lead to results, says Tracy Brown, a registered dietitian in Florida. But the body will resist changes and perceive them as famine. This is why some people are struggling to lose weight. They get discouraged when they actually need to look at the real motive behind the weight loss goals and see if there are other lifestyle changes they need to make to achieve their goals. Sudden changes work. You want to lose weight and uh, that's number four, by the way. You want to lose weight and decide to make some changes. But implementing them all at once can be counterproductive. For example, if you lead a sedentary lifestyle, then certainly starting to go to the gym will help. But you can't do that seven days a week right from the start. In order to lose weight and maintain your new healthy weight, you have to make a lifestyle change. Sudden drastic changes are not sustainable and a rebound is very likely. Healthy changes take place over time, so don't change your entire program at once. Do one thing differently, kind of master that, and then add something else a couple weeks down the road. Limiting carbs, number five, limiting carbs leads to burning fat. People who go on low-carb diet do see some progress quickly, but it's not fat they're losing according to Hirschberg. The, the glycogen in the liver holds water, and this is what you're actually losing. You see a lower number on the scale and think, it's, think the diet is working. Numbers in this case are incredibly deceiving. Like any diet, if you adhere to it in the long run, you can see results on the scale. Well, that would be tr but that would be true of any calorie-restrictive diet. So the answer is just not just on unlimited carbs. Number six. You can only be happy and healthy if you're thin. The idea that you can only be happy and healthy if you're skinny is a dangerous one. Eating can easily become something people feel guilty about, which can make them try unhealthy ways to lose weight, according to Brown. In more severe cases, it may even lead to eating disorders. Research has shown that social interaction, traveling, having friends, meditating, and positive attitude, none of which had anything to do with weight, play a key role in being happy and healthy, she added. And you have to decide to be happy, period, and then work on whatever your issues are. We teach ourselves to be happy. <laughs> Number seven, spot reduction is possible. <laughs> spot reduction is ideas you can target a particular part of the body and exercise in a certain way that would make you lose weight and specifically there. There is no such thing. <laughs> Working on a certain muscle will only change its shape, but just a little bit. Doing exercises that work several muscle groups is an efficient way to lose weight over your entire body. Muscle mass and muscle tissue, wherever it is in the body, burn a lot more calories than fat even at rest.
Number eight, you burn enough calories exercising to have a big meal. Wishful thinking and reality get mixed up sometimes. This is especially common in the fitness world. Most people think they, can bur they burn a lot more calories exercising than they actually do. <laughs> the truth is you can't realistically burn as many calories in one workout as you consume in one meal. So many times people exercise and end up eating more than they should, leading to weight, no weight loss or even weight gain. Yeah, I did 10 push-ups. Let me eat five burgers. It doesn't work. <laughs> Number nine, eating a lot of fruit leads to weight gain. Not even fruits can survive being blamed for gaining weight. Oh, man. The culprit in fruit is sugar. Fruits do contain sugar that is not refined or processed. They also contain a lot of fiber, which the body needs. Fiber keeps you full for, lo full for longer, which is beneficial for weight loss or maintaining healthy weight. Fruit won't make you fat. They certainly make for a healthier snack, but as a case in almost any food, you shouldn't overdo it. Number 10, lifting weights will make you bulky. going to pump you up. People don't want to be extremely thin anymore, like they did in the 1960s when the popular model, model was Twee. Hey, I remember her. was a beauty standard. But they don't want to be bulky either. Unfortunately, women think that lifting weights to build muscle will make them look that way. This will not happen. <laughs> Let me repeat that. This will not happen. Women don't have the same hormonal structure as men. They have a lot less testosterone, which is the hormone that makes building muscle easier. Now, I'll just make my comment from a guy who's lifted almost my entire life. The women that look like men, bodybuilders, that's a mission in life. They're dedicated. They do it. They live it. They breathe it. And most of the people on this phone call with me, that is not what you're going to ever do, so don't ever worry about that happening to you. You're not going to show up and look like Popeye if you go to the gym a couple days. Number 11. Losing weight is all about willpower. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Willpower is overrated in its importance. Being overweight or obese has a huge hereditary component. Taking certain medications play a significant role. Other factors such as stress, poor sleep, and emotional issues can contribute to weight gain. It's never just a failure of one individual. That is just utterly unreasonable. And by and large, however, exercising some willpower what we choose to put in our mouth certainly can't hurt. And my answer for most of the things you need to do to lose weight is go to your cabins and get rid of all the crap that's bad for you. If you don't have it, you can't eat it. <laughs> don't, 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 uh, don't feed your addiction. <laughs> Number 12, eliminating an entire food group is a good idea. Now, remember, these are myths. That tell you to do this. This is what, you're, what people say you should do and what doesn't really work. There have been many diet fads over the years, and some of them have been about cutting, out, cutting all fat or carbs. But these diets have never lasted, and the reason is simple. They don't work. We need protein, carbs, and fats. The body won't function properly if it's missing one food group and will go into survival mode trying to make up for the loss. Such extreme changes never lead to long-term results. That's why I know the wacky soup diet or the wacky cabbage diet, even if you have a little bit of success, you're not going to continue on that because it's wacky. <laughs> Don't do wacky stuff. That would be Frank's rule. <laughs> Number 13, intense workouts are better for weight loss. Intense workouts will get you more bang for the buck at the beginning of your weight loss journey. But you can't do it every day. It's not a healthy way to lose weight. You have to bury the workouts and you have to give your body time to rest. Otherwise, your risk of injuries and not recovering as well as increase, as well increase significantly. 
you're probably going to gain all the lost weight back once your engine is able to work out for weeks. I, generally, at this point in my life, see, I'll be 69 September 4th. Um, my really do I work out every other day? It's generally, I'll say, well, see, we worked out Saturday. Then we walked Sunday, walked yesterday, uh, and and uh, Tuesday, and we'll work out today. So that's how much rest we've had between the last workout. And what we do on today's workout was not what we did on Saturday. So it would be a completely different body. So it still give me what I trained, more rest. And for a while, I only worked out tw one, excuse me, twice to three times the entire month. I still put on muscle and still maintain my physique because I worked at high-intensity weight training. And I gave my body plenty of time to rest. So rest, I, I've learned rest is one of the most important keys in between working out. you got to let the body repair itself. There's, there's a famous comparison between a $5 fast food menu item or, say, a pound of apples can easily cost as high as $4. We're not even talking, uh, talking organic. But healthy foods don't always have to break the bank. Beans and rice are a very affordable option. You get cheap protein along with carbs and amino acids you need. While fresh produce can be expensive, you can buy frozen or in-season fruit fruits or vegetables, which are much less expensive. Number 15, I don't know if I'll get through all these here. I might, I might come back and finish this off later. Uh, number 15, in fact, I think we'll stop here because we're looking at time. Number 15, three meals and two snacks a day is best. The three meals and two snacks a day eating formula has been popular for a few years, and some people swear by it. While it may work for some people, the reality is that everybody is different, and one solution may not be right for everyone. You should eat when you're hungry. Putting off a meal just to fit into some regimen can easily lead to overeating later because you'll be starving. There's nothing wrong with eating when hungry. You just have to eat healthy food. And so, uh, let's say we're almost at 6.55. Well, I'll go a couple more here. 16. Cardio is the only way to lose weight. Doing cardio is an effective strategy for reducing overall body fat, but it's just one of many components. The real picture is a bit more complex. Most people don't work out enough to maintain muscle mass, muscle mass, which is important for weight loss as well as maintaining a healthy weight. You don't have to lift weights every day. Twice or three times a week is enough. A Harvard T.H. Chan School Public Health study found that combining cardio with strength training was the most optimal way to lose weight. According to research, men who increased the time they spent lifting weights gained less weight around the waist than men who focused on aerobic exercise. Number 17, you can never over-snack. Remember, these are myths. <laughs> Some people forget that calories from snacks are still calories that count towards a daily recommended allotment. A very general average recommendation is about 2,000 calories per day. So having a lot of snacks during the day, in addition to regular meals, can result in weight gain. Having a snack more often than every three hours is not usually good for you. Number 18, you need sports drinks after working out. I hate sports drinks. <laughs> sports drinks are, popular, are a popular beverage among fitness enthusiasts. They replace the lost, lost water and electrolytes while working out. I'm not a marathon or a long runner either, so I don't care about them. But water is enough. Most people don't work out hard enough to need all the sugar in these sports drinks. The single sports drink you can have as many as a single sports drink can have as many as five teaspoons of sugar and a total of 90 calories. I'm doing much of what you just achieved working out. 
Experts at nutrition stores from the Department of Nutrition and the Harvard School of Public Health advise to only drink those infrequently and sparingly, if at all. Don't even buy them. Water. <laughs> Water is good. Number 19. BMI is a good health measurement. Well, BMI is short for body mass index, and it's calculated based on a person's height and weight. BMI levels are broken down into four. Underweight, normal, overweight, and obese. Though some in the medical field consider BMI to be a fine gauge for obesity, others think it's, op others think it's obsolete. It's a just a number that doesn't take into account important health factors such as cholesterol levels or blood pressure. It also doesn't tell you where fat is stored. Having fat around the waist is much worse than having in other parts of the body as it may, decrease risk, may increase the risk of heart disease and diabetes. And because I was a bodybuilder, and weightlifter, I always, my BMI says I'm obese, and I'm anything but obese. <laughs> 20, you burn fat first. It seems logical that the body will burn fat if it's not getting enough energy. In fact, it's the last thing the body breaks down to fuel, fuel the body. Before fat, the body burns muscle. In the long term, you're looking at a rebound effect. And when you start eating normal amounts, you will inevitably do as you inevitably will do, you may gain more weight than you've lost. Okay, my, my screen's frozen. That might, nope, one more. Uh, 21, detoxing is a good way to lose weight. When you, when you use some detoxification method you found online, <laughs> this is, there's no evidence that any of these cleanse your body or work. The weight loss effect is only temporary and people usually lose just water. Many detoxing diets basically consist of consuming just some juices and herbal supplements. Most adults need about 2,000 calories a day, but the body is, complex machine, is a complex machine that needs vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients to stay healthy, so it doesn't go into a famine mode, which may eventually lead to weight gain. Never done a detoxing program in my life. Number 22, lower non-fat is healthier. When you see low or non-fat on the label, it sounds appealing. Fat is usually a bad word, and nobody wants to consume a lot of it. Many companies process their products to remove the fat, but the problem is that much of the flavor is lost, too. So they make the product taste better by adding, what, artificial sweeteners or sugar. Flour or other thickeners which can add calories are often added as well. Read the labels. If you see a lot of sugar and additives, put the product down and walk away. It's more about the kind of fat you consume rather than limiting, limiting it, limiting it. The American Heart Association recommends about 30% of a daily diet to consist of healthy, monosaturated fats such as olive oil, nuts, or fish. 23. All processed foods are terrible for you. The term processed foods usually has a negative connotation. Many people are confusing it with things added to your food that you can't pronounce. <laughs> Bread, cheese, milk, frozen foods, and vegetables, cooked meat, they're all processed foods. Read the ingredient label. So it's not... They're not necessarily bad for you. 24, you have to stop eating carbs. Have you ever tried a low-carb diet and noticed you're moody? And in general state of brain fog, there's a perfect logical explanation for that. Carbs are the only fuel the brain would accept. Unlike muscle, for example, the brain cannot use, use fat for energy. A, 20, a 2008 study found that women on a low-carb diet suffer from impaired reaction time and worse memory both of which were restored to normal levels once carbs were reintroduced in their diet. 
Limiting carbs may help certain people with health conditions such as diabetes. Not, not, not eating carbs, limiting carbs. Now I'm going to finish here. If you've got to jump off the call, I get it. Uh, you can pick the rest of this up on the recording, on the archive. Number 25, skinny means healthy. People can be healthy at all sizes and unhealthy at all sizes. While being overweight may increase the risk of certain conditions, being thin doesn't come danger-free. You may fit into your skinny jeans, but you can still have high cholesterol levels, high blood sugar, or high blood pressure. You can develop diabetes as well. People have always been of different shapes and sizes. It's just, it's just us magically deciding one day that one shape is better than the other. 26. Starving is a good way to lose weight. The body's, the body's only energy source is the food a person consumes. When deprived of that, the body will go to great lengths to preserve energy. At the beginning of the deprivation, people may lose some weight, water, muscle, and even fat. But after a few weeks, they will gain back even more. That's the harm people often miss. Undereating is not sustainable. 27. Skipping a meal is a good idea. Like starving, skipping meals is not a good way to lose weight in the long term. At first, blood sugar levels drop, making you feel tired. Then you lose water weight and muscle. Fat is stored because the body goes into a crisis mode, thinking it needs to preserve as much energy as possible. Hormones that control hunger and satiety are released, setting you up for overeating later. And one more, one more slide here. There we go. The last one of the myths, 28 weight loss myths. We can pack on weight. All fat is bad. Not all fat is created equal, and the body needs healthy kind, essentially fatty acids. As its name suggests, you only get these, food, these from foods such as fish, nuts, avocado, eggs, chia seeds, olive oil, and some fortified foods. Omega-3s are essential for building healthy cells. Most people are happy to eat these foods when I explain how good they are for them. So that was the 28 uh, weight loss myths that could pack on pounds. Uh, I'll remind you these calls are archived on soundcloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com. You can find it by going to the website and then piping in either uh, TR90, my name Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or solution, the word solutions, number four, solutions for anti-aging, or I'll be posting this later today on uh, my per home personal uh, Facebook page. Thank you for joining us, and let's see here. I'll open up the line for a quick second here. Anybody has any comments at the tail end? We got people still hanging out. Oh, and we do. Of, of course, you do still have people hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Went a little over today, but yeah, let's finish it. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, you have to do that. Besides which, tomorrow I'm talking about uh, turkey and tuna. I believe it is. Okay. So, and, and why those will be good for us to help us get a good quality sleep. So there it is. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, everybody. We'll see you back. I'll see you back here next Wednesday and come back in on tomorrow for Susan's talk about turkey and tuna. And then she'll have another, another topic for you on Friday. Go out and make it a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us.